When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He's at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Tighten Up Pod. Follow us on Instagram. We're at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is episode number 200. And for the, you mean all assistant coaches don't have to come from Houston or Ohio State of Sodes? Mm, buddy <laughs> that, hires. That, buddy hires. We're going to talk about some buddy hires uh, a little bit later on uh, with Mike Herndon, who is joining us. That so title, of course, comes from our guy, uh, uh, Eric Swan, at Eric Swan. That's Swan with two N's on twitter give him a follow he is a uh is a tupper for sure thank you for that so title um we put the plea out for some so titles um we're running low we're running low on some so titles uh need you to hit us up with some more load restock the cupboard if you will so then um we can uh go for a long time without asking you for it and then uh then we will ask you for them again and it's just a continuous cycle it's an endless cycle uh but thus is the uh the well for us the off season and then uh the entire uh tighten up podcast hey look it is there's a football game on sunday okay it is the last one until september and i know all the hubbubaloo or hullabaloo whatever the word is is around this game is surrounding one person okay and it's a person that you guys are sick and tired of hearing about it is a person uh that frankly like we just kind of you know associated them with football this year um and i know you are um we're gonna try not to um well, I, I want to say we want we're going to try and avoid talking about this person in the podcast, but it's just incredibly hard to do so, uh, especially this week of all weeks. It's how can you not talk about him? In fact, we're just going to go ahead and dedicate this entire episode to this this person. It's Terry Killen's week here uh, on the Tighten Up podcast. Okay, uh, why do you think I was talking about? Taylor Swift, is that is that was that where you guys think I was going? No, it's Terry Killen's week here on this podcast, okay? And we will not stand with anyone who says otherwise. Absolutely, Terry Killen's Titans legend, NFL legend. Now mm-hmm. is going to be a Super Bowl legend. Um, hopefully, only, in a good way only, for making right look, calls. The Titans may not have any Lombardi trophies to their name, but no other team can claim having a former player turned referee who is appeared in Super Bowl as both. No one can claim that other than your Tennessee Titans. Harry Killen's a Penn State football legend. Austin. We are. Yeah. We are. We are Terry Killens. We That's are. We are. Terry Killens. That's what that is. Hey, in Happy Valley. Uh, I don't know. Jack, did you know I grew up a, a massive Penn State fan? Did you know that? 
No, really. Yeah, yeah. I uh, my entire extended family is from Pennsylvania. I'm still, you know, I still remain a a big Penn State fan. My love for Mizzou has outshined it just because of my ties to the school and going there. But um, but I still remain. And so when I saw one, look the the Penn State to Tennessee Titans tree has deep roots it, with Mike Garchi, former running back, um, Harry Collins, another one. Um, I'm, I'm trying to think who, who else. I, I feel like there's a, a really good defensive lineman. Uh, Did Jarrell Casey go to Penn State? No, Jarrell Casey. Did no, not he went to go. USC. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, but there's. I, I like how I say that the, the the tree runs deep, and I just named two. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I I assure you that there are there are more. Uh, the Penn State. In fact, why don't we make Will Levis this week? You could say Will Levis. Will Levis counts. Will Levis counts. Uh, people forget. Could not beat out Sean Clifford at, <laughs> at Penn State. Uh, I actually wanted Will Levis to be the starter because I thought Will Levis was a better quarterback than Sean Clifford. But when he couldn't beat him out, I for, and maybe that's just malpractice by James Franklin, as I'm sure many people want to claim. But um, but no, to me, I I think Will Levis should have been the starter. How about Tim Shaw? Austin Tim Shaw. Johnson. I knew there was another big one, a new, a big defensive one that I was forgetting. Mike Munchak. Mike Munchak. That's a great one. Oh damn, that is a good. Okay, there you go. See, I wasn't wrong because I I remember growing up being like, oh man, there's a lot of Penn Staters that are uh, Penn State. Oh, there was a there was a safety. There was a safety. Um, Daquan Jones, defensive lineman, also Penn State star. Uh, Cameron Wake, oh. former Titan. Yeah. All right. You look. Um, tell them. Tell them what we got on. On actually, no. Do relax the back right now, and then I'm gonna try and find this Penn State safety that I'm thinking of that uh, went to uh, that went to the Titans. Uh, so let's get a word from our friends at Relax the Back. Then we'll get to Mike Herndon and the whole so and yada 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 yada. The Relax the Back team sets out every day to help people in the national area work better, live better, and feel better, guys. We've got a great deal going on right now over at Relax the Back. It's called the Winter Wellness Sale. You can save up to $500 on zero-gravity recliners. They've also got neck massagers that help you experience relaxation for neck, shoulders, and back area with wireless heat therapy and eight kneading massage heads. If you've got some neck tension, if you need a wedge pillow, if you need a massage wheel to lay on and stretch out those low back muscles, Relax the Back is the place for you. Not only do they have all of those amazing items in store and online, they've also got the latest in sleep technology such as Technogel and Tempur-Pedic pillows and mattresses to help you maximize your sleep every night. Sleep is the key to everything, people. So go check them out. If you're living in Middle Tennessee, they're located at 2020 Glen Echo Road in Nashville, Tennessee, over in the Green Hills area right next to Hillsborough High School. If you don't live in Middle Tennessee and can't get there in person, don't worry about it. Check them out at their showroom online, stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville, and start feeling better today. When you go in, make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. Calvin Lowry. Calvin Lowry, former safety uh, for the uh, Tennessee Titans. He was uh, drafted in the fourth round in 2006 uh, and played for the Titans for two seasons. Started 11 games in that second season and uh, got himself two interceptions. Look, a pretty solid uh, three-year NFL career. 
um, two of which were with the Titans. I knew, I remembered him. He was uh, integral in that uh, 2005 Penn State team that I think lost one game. They did. They lost one game to Michigan that year and then won the Orange Bowl against Florida State. Um, the uh, yeah. Anyway, that's enough. Penn this State is pa- pandering to Penn State. I mean, I, if you're a Penn they, yeah. State tougher, you've you had to wait 200 some odd sods. Yeah, we finally was, delivered to you. We finally are. We're able to get our Calvin Lowry plug <laughs> into this podcast. Uh, he was first team All Big Ten in 2005, and um, the uh, it is important to note that uh, Calvin Lowry also running backs coach. Ed Mill, Tennessee State. So there you go, full circle. How about Shout that? Blue bringing it back, bringing bringing it back to the mid state. Uh, <laughs> uh, MTSU running backs coach, and uh, but but all this, and then bring it back full circle. It's Terry Killens week, so let's go ahead and kick off our Terry Killens week. So let's talk Titan. <laughs> It's rolling around the bend, and I ain't seen the sunshine since I don't know when I'm sucking cold prison. What is up, Flameheads? Welcome into the Tighten Up Podcast. Today is February 7th, 2024. I will not give that up until he is gone, uh, which will never be ever because uh, times are going to resign him. Hey, uh, we are bringing Mike Herndon into the fold right off of the bat because uh, we love him and we're going to spend as much time with him as possible. Uh, and yeah, I would be remiss if I did not say happy Terry Killens week to all of you, Jack. Happy Terry Killens week. Terry Killens week. Thank you. Thank you. Happy Ter- Terry Killens week to you guys as well. How are you guys celebrating this week? Yeah, Mike, happy Terry Killens week, man. Yeah, I'm very excited. Um, I never knew that I was going to get so much Terry Killens content this week. It's uh, it's exciting. I mean, what what a what a treat. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, well, it's all it's all anyone's talking about. Honestly, I, I there's rumors that Taylor Swift is going to fly in just for uh, Terry Killens uh, the week. It's crazy. <laughs> I can't wait to see him take over the game, honestly. I mean, it's going to be great. Hey, I want to ask you guys one question. I told Austin I'd save it. Terry Killens, former Titan, former Oiler, bounced around a little bit, linebacker, has one career interception, and it came off of of a current head coach in the NFL that used to play quarterback in the AFC. 2000 was the year. Current head coach. He's also coached in a Super Bowl within the last five years. Steve oh, Berline, not a current head coach. Okay. Oh, current. Oh, current head coach. <laughs> I missed that part. I, I mean, I, I was, I would. My first thought that jumped to mind was uh, Frank Reich, but he's not a current head coach either. Now, no. Nope. Uh, you're getting warm. Yeah. Uh, Mike Dable. That's Brian. We're looking for Brian Dable, but he did not throw an interception. I don't think that body ever no. played quarterback. Oh, I was I were, talking about his brother. I was talking about his brother, Mike. He's a quarterback. Of course, of course. He's in the AFC South. He's an AFC South head coach. Doug Doug Peterson? Peterson? Doug Peterson. Terry Killen's picked off Doug Peterson. His only career interception. How about that? Wow. No no wonder he's a head coach. I thought Doug Peterson was older than that somehow. 56. They're they're clocking him at 56 on uh, pro football reference. So that's – Damn. That's what we have. Terry Killen, shout out. Hey, you know, Terry Killen's – is the literal like 
personification of the quote, either you die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Like, how is how is a former player and a linebacker, nonetheless, put on the zebra stripes and be like, yeah, this is my calling. You know, like most guys go into coaching. This guy was like, no, I'm going to be the guy who throws the flags. And, and the guy had like a seven year NFL career too. Like, and I mean, he, he didn't make crazy money or anything like that, but he made NFL money for seven years and yeah, the refereeing. That's not that kind of wild. You could I say he's killing players it. would do. Yeah. <laughs> I wish more former players would do that instead of go and start their own podcasts and, uh, and all of right. that sort of stuff. That feels like it's getting stale, but if we have, you know, former players who know the game better than anyone come in and be officials, that yeah. can fix our issue we have. Now we need a ref, a ref former player cop podcast yeah. is what we need. Yeah, yeah. I like busting with the boys. We need reffing with the boys. <laughs> you know, we need we need those guys getting out there and just like really like swaying games uh, in, in with ways that yeah Wagon anger the rest of us. <laughs> Mike, um, I we do have to ask before we get into any actual uh, well aside from Terry Killen's content, uh, any actual Titans uh, content. It's something that's been weighing heavy on all of our minds. Mine, Jack's, all of the Tuppers. How is your kid doing? Uh, <laughs> last we heard, he got a chair thrown at him in daycare. Is is yeah. everything okay? Is that like what what's what's the situation there? And is your kid going to fight in WrestleMania this year? <laughs> so he is uh, he is okay. Um, still has a little uh, like scab on the back of his head. Um, it was pretty bad to be honest with you. Uh, oh. So he's no longer at that daycare. Uh, oh, jeez! Oh, yeah. yeah. He's in the, tra- so he's in the transfer that's... portal. Yeah, so he's he's in, well, he's he's already transferred. Uh, he's he's at a new school. Um, they they got a great talent. Um, you know, he got a great NIL deal to go there. Um, so uh, yeah, he's, Mike, he's doing Mike, okay. from one parent to another, uh, as well, you know, like I've I'm the father of two and three, if you count Jack. I understand just how much goes into moving daycares. So if it got to be that point, my goodness, dude, I am sorry that you were going yeah. through that. I will say this. Hands down, the number one spot, first ballot Hall of Fame excuse for canceling on a podcast. <laughs> like that was – that will never be topped. That is that is uh, Mickey Mantle's hit streak. That is uh, Luke Gehrig's – or I guess Cal Ripken Jr.'s consecutive games play streak. It will never be uh, beaten ever. It was a it was a crazy deal. Yeah, le- legitimately. Um, well, so, sorry, sorry about that. No, 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 no. no you have nothing you to apologize, apologize for. We're we're sorry. We're sorry. We like put something on your plate in the middle of you having to deal with, you know, your 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 kid having to go to daycare with the Undertaker or whatever. Concussion <laughs> like, protocol. Yeah. Seriously. <laughs> I, I would get out of that daycare with mankind as well. Um, Absolutely. But, uh, okay, good. Glad to hear he's okay. Um, Got to talk Titans. We're, this is this is actual Titans talks. Why we bring you on is because you are one of the best. You are the, the first Twitter timeline that we go to whenever any Titans uh, takes need to be had because you have the best ones. Um, I, I, I got to ask, um, as someone who is also – little a few people know this – uh, because mostly just hear you via audio based podcasts such as this one, Mike. You are six foot nine, right? Seven, seven, yeah, six yeah. foot seven. Okay, I was yeah. close. 
Uh, it was six foot seven. Feels like six foot nine. Uh, Jack is probably six foot six. Um, six foot two. Just, okay. Well, it feels like six foot six. <laughs> a- anyone over the a- over six feet to me is all the same. You guys are all just Yao Ming's in this world, and. <laughs> Uh, and I've never related more to a front office than I have with the commanders when they basically say, came out and said, according to Diana Rossini, that we're not hiring Mike Vrabel too big. The guy is too big. And knowing what we know here in Tennessee, I feel like there is that like commanding presence that he brings around. Uh, your thoughts as a fellow big man, your thoughts on someone missing out on a job for being too big. Cause normally it's the other way around. Normally I'm, I'm, it's my, my folks are the ones that, that get missed out on jobs because we're, oh, look at look, little cute little, little guy here. But now me and the Sean McVeigh's of the world, are, we're ruling the world. Yeah. I'm, uh, I mean, it was kind of disturbing to me, honestly. I, I was like, what, what are we doing here? Cause yeah. <laughs> like, we're we're saying uh, we don't want our, our organization to be scared of the head coach. He's just too much man. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah, he's too uh, much. I get it, honestly. I'm with the commanders on this one. I mean, I, it must be why I'm not in the NFL. Uh, I, at least that's what I'm going with now. Is you know just too big, too big for the NFL. It's, Diana Rossini seems to carry Mike Vrabel's water quite often, and you know why wouldn't you if you, you've got a direct source to him and you know all of all of the, the benefits that come with that being in media, but it, it just, it feels like that Mike Vrabel didn't get the job that he wanted this cycle because, you know, because of this reason, because he's too big, because it's not a fit, because he's a defensive guy, but Raheem Morris and Dan Quinn got jobs. J- Jim Harbaugh got a job. Like, it just feels like there's a lot of excuses out there for why Mike Vrabel didn't get a job, but Mike, why don't you think he landed one? I mean, I, mean, I think the reason is that I mean the rant, the st- all the stuff that came out about his relationship with Rand Carthon and and his relationship with ownership and him not really playing nice within the the Titans organization. To me, that's that's a red flag, right? Like that would be a red flag for anybody looking to hire him because all of those teams have owners, obviously. Uh, all of those teams have GMs, and you don't want to hire somebody who necessarily is going to come in and not be able to to work with the rest of the people on your staff. So my guess is that that um, those reports that came out after the firing um, that kind of gave the timeline of, and, and I think that was from Rossini as well as uh, uh, Joe Rexrode at the athletic. I think that was a pretty damning report for, for Vrabel and for um, his prospects to land another job. And I, to me, like I, I still think he's a good head coach. I, I think he's a good football coach, football mind. I think the the other stuff that that was in that report are the reasons you might not want him a part of your organization. Um, so, I to me that that kind of rings as because otherwise, like Dan Quinn, like what Dan Quinn is not a better head coach than Mike Vrabel. I'm sorry, like just <laughs> there's just no evidence to, to suggest that's true. Um, so I I just think that that's got to be the reason that's got to be the primary reason besides him being just, you know, too beefy. Maybe, maybe the commanders were just merely putting voice to what everyone's been thinking. Maybe everyone thinks that Mike Vrabel's just too big. That's why the Titans fired him. Maybe that's the actual reason the Titans fired him. He's just like, he's just too big. You know, Amy, uh, Amy Adams strong, kind of a smaller sized woman. 
Yeah. So, you know, maybe Ryan she's Carthon's thinking... a smaller guy, you know? Right? You know, like, maybe they're thinking, like, hey, you know, this is one... This is a way for us to get more leg room on the charter flights. <laughs> yeah, we can we can save room on seats. We can save room on, like, clothes, you know, everything. You know, we aren't going to have to special order his vests. Uh, right, right. You know, it's, it's going to be good. Brian Callahan, not six foot tall. So no. that, that hire makes a little bit more sense. 5'11", though. Okay. Some say the perfect height. Some, <laughs> some would say that. So some some that host this podcast on a weekly basis might say that. Uh, Mike, obviously, you know, if if people follow you on Twitter, they know that you like the Callahan hire. We like the Callahan hire. But, you know, he started to put this staff together. And I think that some of these hires have Rand Carthon's fingerprints on them, like Denard Wilson, the new defensive coordinator, like uh, Tyke Tolbert, the wide receivers coach. And then, obviously, Callahan, you know, who's going to build his staff that he wants as well, goes out and gets his dad, huge kit, and hires Nick Holes, the most confusing hire so far, I believe, to come in and be the offensive coordinator. We know that Callahan has his masters in quarterback play. And when when I saw him go out and interview Thomas Brown, you know, a a guy who has his Ph.D. in running backs, I thought that that would be a match made in heaven. Even the, the Liam Cohen rumors that had been floating around just because of his ties with Will Levis in college at Kentucky made sense to me. But when he went out and hired Lou Holtz, this is not Lou Holtz, Nick Holtz. <laughs> Lou Holtz. Yeah. <laughs> Lou Holtz. Yeah. When he went See, and was, hired it Lou Holtz. It was a ridiculous hire. I don't think anyone should ever have to give with a NFL. That's a fantastic Lou Holtz. <laughs> That's amazing. But when he went out and did that, like just because they, it's not just because they were teammates in high school. Obviously, the Jaguars trusted him to run their passing game this season, but that felt underwhelming to me. How do you kind of grade some of these hires so far from Brian Callahan? And do you have a problem with him hiring Nick Holtz as offensive coordinator, who had only been a passing game coordinator for one season in the NFL in his whole coaching career? Yeah, I mean, like to me, the Nick Holtz, like, I, it's hard to be super excited about it. Like, I mean, the guy's been, um, I think, at the position coach level or higher for two full years in in the NFL. I mean, he's been in the NFL for I think uh, fifteen or sixteen years now, so he's been around um, and and has had a a decent career. I mean, he stuck with the Raiders through multiple coaching changes and things like that. So obviously, he was doing something right there. Um, but he, that was all his like lower level, like quality control assistant, you know, assistant wide receivers coach, like those kind of roles. So, um, like it's not super exciting because it's not like you can take his resume and say, oh wow, well, this is clearly like a guy building towards superstardom or something like that. Um, but look, I do think that this is ultimately a hire that is reflective of like reality because like when you if you were to start a new company tomorrow, like you're probably not going to go hire all strangers, right? Like you're, you're going to hire some people that you know from other jobs or that you're familiar with. I mean, like it's just the reality of the world, not just the NFL, but like all coaches hire people that they're familiar with for their staff. Um, and it's not just, I, I, I don't know if Mike Rabel ever did that. Well, well true. <laughs> well, see, I, I mean, <laughs> and Rabel, Rabel did it. Um, and, and actually my, my buddy, Zach Lyons, co-host of our, our podcast. Uh, right, yeah. We don't need to mention it. We don't need to plug it. Everyone. Yeah. Knows that yeah. Podcast talk. to be, yeah. Know, to not to be named. Um, yeah. 
he he did some research on like buddy hires quote unquote and like coaches you know all the different nfl coaches how many guys on their staff had relationships prior or had coached together prior and like Vrabel was very much in the middle of the pack with it with regards to that metric um so i, I think Vrabel was probably over criticized for that the fact of the matter is that like the coaches just didn't get the job done and and you know that's why you get fired at the end of the day as a staff you didn't get the job done um and you were too big so uh the the holes hired to me like he trusts him clearly like they go all the way back to high school like he was the like holes was a wide receiver on the de la salle football team that that brian callahan was a backup quarterback for so like they are literally like boys since they were kids uh, so trust, you know, not having to worry about like, you know, your offensive coordinator having a different agenda or like trying to like show you up or go behind your back or be looking for the next job or whatever. Like there's a huge trust factor there with those guys, obviously. And I do think that's important. So like, and, and look, Nichols isn't going to be asked to call the plays. He's not going to be asked to like set the course for the agenda for the entire offense for the structure that's going to be Callahan's responsibility so it's going to be more like he's his right hand man he's his deputy he's the guy that's you know running the offensive meeting when Callahan is uh you know handling something with the defense or special teams or any other you know responsibility that head coach has uh outside of the offense and I think he can trust him to do that, right? Like, so, like, that's that's to me what that hire is. It's not super exciting, but it's also not damning in any way. Um, and to be fair, I didn't feel like Vrabel hiring his buddies was necessarily damning. It was with who those buddies were, right? Like, it was whether <laughs> yeah, or not yeah. they're good coaches. Um, and I don't know anything about Nick Holes. I don't know if he's a good coach or a bad coach or whatever, but I think he's going to be trusted to do the job. And and the rest of the staff hires to me are more than adequate. Like they're exciting. Um, so as a balance, I think the staff is coming together very well so far. Yeah. Does, you know, uh, does, does uh, Nick Holes have a lisp like his dad, Lou? Do we know that? <laughs> I don't know. I, I, well, I have heard him speak once in like, He's kind of, you know, he kind of sounds sort of nerdy. I like, look, I think that's a good aspect to have as a head coach, you know, like I don't, you know, talking like the tough guy, you know, I think that's out. I think gone are the days when like the tough guy football coaches, the Bud Bud Kilmers of the world are out. And I think the nerdy sounding head coaches are are the ones that are in now. They are. They are more trendy, at least. I mean, don't tell Dan Campbell, though. Yeah, no, true. No, good no. Point. I mean, look, hey, he's not in the Super Bowl. Oh, true, true. <laughs> so, Mike, everybody's going to draw ties to Lou. Or Scott, I keep calling him Lou. There it, it is funny. again! Their last names aren't even the same. Like, they aren't even spelled the same. It's not even, look, it's not even the same spelling. He spells his name with a, with a G, and I spell my name with a G and a G. Okay? <laughs> look, it's disrespectful is what you're doing. Thanks, Lou. Uh, so, so anyways, like, Mike, I'm slowly morphing into Donald Duck, <laughs> drawing, just drawing ties to upcoming free agents. You have, no, I almost did it again. Nick Holes coming from Jacksonville. Calvin Ridley's up. He's going to be a free agent. Obviously, Brian Callahan, the connection to T Higgins and Tyler Boyd up there. Do you believe that any of those connections will end up paying off and maybe luring one of those guys to come play in Nashville? Is there a free agent wide receiver that you have your eye on more than the others? Uh, I mean, it could make sense to like Higgins to me is the big prize. Like, I, I think he's the best uh, option that's out there. 
some of the stuff I've heard about Calvin Ridley is, is a little bit worrisome that like he didn't know some of the plays or, or, you know, was, was not running the right routes a lot of times and stuff like that. I mean, the, the talent is clear with Calvin Ridley. Um, so I, I worry about some of the other stuff with him, but to me, Higgins would be a huge deal because I mean, he's a big time ball winner on the outside. He gives them something that like they don't really have, Currently, I mean, DeAndre Hopkins can do a lot of that stuff, but he's really better suited as a slot player at this point in his career, uh, more so than than playing outside and, and having to win against press coverage and that kind of thing. So I think Higgins would be great. I tend to think it's going to be hard to get him out of Cincinnati without giving up draft assets for yeah. that, because I think they're going to tag him at the end of the day. Um, but it'll be very interesting to see how it plays. I, I really have very little interest in Tyler Boyd, which, um, you know, it's not that he's not a good player, but. I think I'm all set on 30-year-old plus receivers at this point. Like, DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> has been good. They don't need to press their luck anymore. Like, we've seen, you know, what the yeah. the, the, the betting is. He's been the exception to the Tennessee exactly. Titans role is what, his, exactly. <laughs> what he's been. Let's not uh, double down at the next offseason with that, you know. Right, yeah, why right. bring in Tyler Boyd when you've got Tyler Boyd at home looking at you, NWI? Um, <laughs> do, Mike, do these hires, let's say that Derrick Henry – or let's say that the Titans are interested in bringing Derrick Henry back. Do these hires make Tennessee more attractive or less attractive for a free agent Derrick Henry? I mean, I think it would be attractive for him to play behind a Bill Callahan coached offensive line. Good point. Um, yeah, yeah. So to me, like that would be very attractive. But I will say, and Austin's going to get mad at me. Uh, no, don't, don't, the, don't. The <laughs> football fit and reasons for Derrick Henry being here from both sides to me don't make sense <laughs> because what did what has Brian Callahan been hired to do? He's he's here to modernize this offense, to push it more towards the pass first offense, to push it more towards like running back catching the football out of the backfield, to push it more towards using Tajay Spears, right? I think that's what they're going that's where they're going offensively. Uh and I will say that I don't know that Derrick Henry necessarily is going to want to be Tajay Spears' sidekick uh, for the last act of his career. I, I think he could go earmuffs, Titans fans, uh, to somewhere like Baltimore oh, and stop be a it. lead back. I hate you. Uh, I hate you, Mike. Mike, we welcome you onto this have podcast. have a chance to win a Super Bowl. <laughs> and you come in and you wipe your ass all over our furniture. That's what you are doing. See, Mike, now I have to deal with Austin being sad for the I, next 25 minutes. <laughs> look, you bring back Derrick Henry, and he opens up that passing game that you want the offense to have yeah. because everyone's going to think the Titans are going to be the same old Titans, and then that's when, boom, you hit him where it hurts with a deep throw across the middle because there's eight men stacked in the box. I mean, I just don't think that's okay. the oh, I don't no. want to hear this, Mike. <laughs> Oh. I said earmuffs. I said earmuffs. Uh, yeah, okay. <laughs> Jeez. Anyway, uh, I, I do like the idea of T, T. Higgins as a Titan, though, because his first yeah. name doubles as the team's logo. How about that? That's true. He's from Oak Ridge. I don't know if you guys have heard. Uh, yeah, former Mr. Football, right? Yeah. And he, you know, growing up in Oak Ridge, he might have some like radioactive powers that haven't even been unlocked. Oh yet. yeah, so. yeah, superpowers. Okay, we could use some of those down here. I'll we definitely need. Yeah, we, there's never been a time in our uh, Titans fandom where we've needed superpowers more than right now. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Absolutely, true as well. Switching gears to the defense so that Austin doesn't continue to stay depressed <laughs> talking offense. Uh, yeah, uh, let's move on. 
Denard Wilson, a hot candidate. Like he was wanted by a few different teams. Uh, New York brought him in twice. Ended up settling for Shane Bowen, who I uh, made a case for the Titans to keep here on this podcast a week or two ago. Um, what do you make of that hire? There's some great things that he did in Baltimore. You know, the main thing was forced turnovers. The secondary was coming away with picks left and right. Geno Stone, uh, a guy that came out of nowhere to have seven interceptions for Baltimore, now free agent this upcoming offseason. So who knows what he does there? Obviously, Patrick Queen, too. But he did a lot of great things up in Baltimore, but he's never been a defensive coordinator before. How, how do you, what do you think about that hire? You know, to me, it's a home run. Like, as soon as it was reported that they were talking to him, um, I was all I was all in. Like, I think his track record with Philadelphia, with Baltimore, I mean, the, the guy's been a part of the defenses who led the NFL in sacks each of the past two years now. And I know he coaches secondary, and, like, you don't have, you don't have to give him full credit for that. But the secondary is a part of, teams getting sacked right like, like if yeah. your quarterback is holding the ball because nobody's open or because the secondary has disguised their coverage well enough to fool the quarterback and make him think that's a big part of of a pass rush getting home and we saw the eagles fall off tremendously despite like not a whole lot of change in personnel uh from one year to the next obviously jonathan gannon was the defensive coordinator he left too like that's a part of it um but if you listen to the the Eagles players, uh, you know, Darius Slay has come out and talked about how he thinks, you know, Denard Wilson should have been the defensive coordinator in Philadelphia this year and that it would have made a difference for them. Um, and then, you know, you listen to the guys that Jim Wyatt interviewed at the Pro Bowl this past week from the Ravens and how they talk about Denard Wilson. I think he's going to be a very popular coach with the players. Uh, I'm 100% in favor of bringing in a coach from the staff that was like the smartest defensive staff in the league, like bar yeah. none. Oh yeah, no uh, doubt. The, this last year, the last couple of years with with Mike McDonald. So, I, I think if you can bring some of those ideas and bring look, I mean, it's kind of funny. Like the two biggest issues with the Titans these last several years now have been offensive line, which they you know we'll talk about. I'm sure Bill Callahan in a minute. Um, in secondary, and so they bring in a coach whose specialty is the secondary, and fixing that could help, you know, the, that defensive front with Jeffrey Simmons and Harold Landry and some of the good pieces they have up there shine a little bit more. So I'm all for uh, Denard Wilson. I think that's a home run hire. I think he was. I think it's a coup to get him out of Baltimore and away from all these other teams as well. Um, so big, big sell job by Rand Carthon and Brian Callahan as well. Yeah, hey, you know what? If you're going to take Derrick Henry, we're going to take Denard Wilson. So yeah. suck on that, Don't, Baltimore. All right, come on. Do we have? To, I thought we were done. I thought we were gone. <laughs> Real quick, how about this Jeez. stat? Titans last year forced only eleven turnovers on defense. The Ravens, eighteen interceptions, not wow. even including fumbles. Eighteen picks to the Titans' eleven total turnovers forced. It's just shocking. I, shocking. It is shocking. I hope that it they can. I, I hope that they can kind of, you know, get better in that department because if they do, I mean. Some of these one-score games will start going the right way instead of the wrong. Oh way. well, turnovers win you win you football games uh, without question. Uh, case in point: Cincinnati Bengals defeating the Tennessee Titans in the divisional round of the playoffs. Yeah. I thought I thought you were supposed to not be making a sad. I thought we were trying to be a lot of wounds place. being opened on this. <laughs> this week you guys brought so. me to a dark place, so you guys have to sit here and marinate in it. Hurt, okay, hurt people, hurt people, right? Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> 
Uh, speaking of hurt people, um, one of the reasons why Tennessee Titans kept seeing a lot of hurt people last year was because of the offensive line. Uh, they have brought in the aforementioned Bill Callahan to uh, hopefully fix those issues. And like, and now I feel like, look, and I'm one of them, so I'm not, I'm not putting uh, these Titans fans in a corner. I am in this corner with these Titans fans, but uh, a lot of people feel like Bill Callahan is a Harry Potter is some sort of wizard that is uh, with the hiring of him instantly fixes your offensive line. Do you think Mike Herndon, if with the hiring of Bill Callahan, that alters what the Titans are going to do at number seven, because this whole time we're all kind of under this belief Joe Walt or some other left tackle, or do you think, because Brian Callahan uh, came out and said that, you know, and Jack and I talked about it last week on this podcast. Ah, uh, you know, look, I, I, I tend to lean towards guys who can score touchdowns rather than, uh, you know, guys who can block because we can fix everything else. We can make quicker releases scheme around a poor offensive line which was music to Titans fans' ears. However, with that paired with the hiring of Bill Callahan, do we think the Titans go away from a left tackle at seven? Uh, you know, I don't think it's a slam dunk. I, I ultimately think, and this is, um, you know, kind of a cop-out, but I think I think they should take the best player available. And between receiver and left tackle, you have a lot of good options. Because, I mean, you've got Joe Alt, you've got Olu Fashanu, um, those are both elite tackle prospects, in my opinion. And then I, I, this is also an elite tackle or elite wide receiver class at the top with with Marvin Harrison Jr., who I don't think is going to be available. Uh, but then Malik Neighbors and Roma Dunze are like mm. legitimate like, top 10 prospect receivers. So, like, I think those are all blue chip guys. And as long as they come away with one of those guys, I'm perfectly happy. Like, And it's a deep draft at both those yeah. spots, too. So you could come back at 38 and get the other spot taken care of and, and be okay. And, and look, there's also free agency and all that stuff. Like, I, I don't think he's not a wizard. Like, he's not going to turn um, – he's not going to make Aaron Brewer an all-pro center. Um but he's the closest thing to a wizard that we have <laughs> in the NFL. Um, so he's I mean, like, he's Harry Potter without the wand, basically. There, there's no yeah, magic yeah. that can transform Aaron Brewer into yeah. a pro bowler. He's going to yeah, live yeah. under Brian Callahan's stairs. <laughs> yeah, I, I think, like, I mean, you look at a guy like Wyatt Teller with the Browns, like, in his story. And, I mean, he was traded from the Bills for, like, a bag of chips uh, to the Browns. And then suddenly turns into a three-time Pro Bowler uh, under Callahan's tutelage. You know, Paul Koharski uh, had the story this week about the agent um, basically steering his players to Bill Callahan's team just so they could be developed and then end up somewhere else uh, in a starting job. I mean, I think his effect is real. Um, and I am frankly excited about what he might be able to do with Dylan Radens and, and Nicholas Petit Frere, uh, and Jalen Duncan and, and guys like that. Um, not to mention Peter Skaronsky, obviously. Um, but I think some of those guys have shown flashes and they're not completely untalented. Uh, and I think I have more hope now that at least one or two of those guys might be able to be a part of this starting offensive line this year. Whereas, if it was Jason Hotailing or someone of his ilk, again, co coaching the offensive line, I would be like, no, you have to get all the talented guys because they're not going to be uh, elevated by their position coach. But no, I, I kind of actually think 
hey, Nicholas Petit Frere, your career is not over yet. Like, here's yeah. your second chance at life. Uh, come take all the talent that made you, like, the top tackle prospect in your high, whole high school draft class and become who you were destined to be. This is am, I hear, am, am I hearing you say uh, the Titans need to target Isaiah Wilson in free agency? <laughs> I mean, he's big. He's big. <laughs> he's intimidating. But, yeah, yeah, but we don't want – look, it, 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 too big he's is too intimidating big. to some NFL <laughs> franchises. Yeah, we've already yeah. been down that road. Uh, he might scare the rest of the linemen. I don't know. I don't know. Mike, let me share a story with you. In high school, I had a really good friend named Matt, and coincidentally his last name was Huff. No relation even though our moms both have the same name of Lisa. Uh, Matt Huff, uh, he, he, he dated this girl named Shannon. Him and Shannon broke up. Shortly after, I started dating Shannon. Okay? Oh, messy. Oh, juicy. Uh, while I was dating Shannon, he started dating a girl named Holly. I broke up with Shannon. He broke up with Holly. Shortly after, I started dating Holly. Oh, my. Awesome. Now, I have to ask, Mike, in this scenario, Matt Huff, we have to think that he's the Tennessee Titans, right? And I am the New York Giants because uh, <laughs> the Giants just hired Tim Kelly as tight ends coach and Shane Bowen as their defensive coordinator. I don't know what they saw about last year's Tennessee Titans that made them think we got to get these guys in the building stat. But... What are your thoughts about seeing some of our exes go to a different guy? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, what a story first. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, I, I think uh, Shane Bowen, I, I still think he's actually a pretty decent defensive coordinator. I don't, I don't think he's great by any means, um, but I think he did an okay job here. Uh, given some of the limitations he was working with from a personnel standpoint. And I still go back to like, and I've referenced it several times. I know some people are probably tired of hearing me talk about it, but there was this, the athletic football podcast uh, at the end of, I think it was maybe like last season or the season before talked about, like they talked to all the different coaches around the league during the off season. Like, who are you studying? Who are you trying to pick up stuff from and things like that. And both Nate Tice and Robert Mays were like the guy that we're hearing everyone talk about on the defensive side that they're trying to pick stuff up from right now is the Titans. Like what, what Mike Brabel and Shane Bowen are doing in Tennessee schematically with that defense, which I still, I mean, that wasn't that long ago. Like we're talking about either last off season or the off season before. So I think that they probably did do more than what they might get credit for just because of the result, the results weren't great, it, but they did do some things very well. They were great in the red zone. They were great situationally. They were great on third down uh, ever since Bowen got the actual defensive coordinator job. Um, so I think they, they were successful in some aspects uh, and maybe with better personnel could be, could have more success. So like, I, I don't know that that better personnel is in New York, um, I think their talent level is about the same as the Titans defensively. Um, so I imagine they'll get mediocre results out of Bowen, but I don't think he's a bad defensive coordinator. Tim Kelly, you know, I don't, I don't know. Like as tight ends coach or I, you know, I don't know, but you know, yeah, Bowen, I still like with the Titans having a first year play caller on offense, Brian Callahan, first year play caller on defense, Denard Wilson. I brought up the worry that I have about 
growing pains. You know, these guys are both going to be learning and growing at the same time on the opposite side of the football. Uh, there's really no continuity coming in here with a new group of players, a new coaching staff. Is, is, are you worried about these growing pains with both of these guys being first-time play callers, or is this something that's being overblown? I'm not super worried about it, no, because I, I think they're good coaches, and I think they'll figure it out. And I also think they're hiring super experienced staffs underneath them, right? It's kind of funny the oldest of all the coordinator and above level hires so far is 41 years old. And I think Denard Wilson is, is the one that's 41. Mm-hmm. The young or the youngest of all the position coach level hires so far is 54. Um, like they're all significantly older, like Tyke Tolbert. Um, uh, He's got 21 years of experience. Steve Johnson, uh, Frank Bush. Uh, obviously Bill Callahan, like all these guys are in their like late fifties or even into late sixties with Callahan. Um, so they're hiring some experienced guys. I mean, obviously Bill Callahan has experience calling plays, being a head coach. He can, you know, Brian can lean on his dad, uh, for some of that stuff and advice. Um, and, and I'm sure Denard Wilson will, will have other staff members. I think Frank Bush has been an interim DC before at least. So, uh, They've got guys that have been around the league. I, I don't think it's going to be a huge concern um, for them as far as growing pains go. I, I think it'll be interesting to see kind of how they how they take to it, but I'm not that worried about it. Mike, a couple rapid-fire questions before we get you out of here. Uh, one, uh, Titans superfan Mitch Ferkins uh, announced on Twitter that he is getting an A to Z sports Titans tattoo. Uh, yes. When are you getting your tattoo? I've already got it. Oh, okay. Like, I, can't, I can't show it on the pod because it's not an uh, <laughs> Okay, that's, what I, uh, that's a good answer. Good answer. Yeah, it could that's demonetize right. us. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, right, right. We, we need to get those YouTube ad dollars. Uh, and uh, and then lastly, um, have you had a chance to see Will Levis's uh, creepy slash ominous vacation photos? They are creepy and weird. Like, right? Is that not yeah. – we've gotten weird vibes from that whole thing. I don't know. I mean, yeah. look, to each their own, right? Yeah. And I don't know, is he traveling with anybody or is he alone? Like who's I, He might pictures? be alone. <laughs> there was no one in those photos with him. I think yeah. I like it better if he's if he's alone. Maybe he's on his I, own little ayahuasca adventure. Yeah. And Look, he's, I'll he's say, asking staffers to take the photos. Like, I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hey, do you mind uh, taking this while I stand uh, awkwardly on this bridge alone? <laughs> uh, the uh, It's funny that the difference these picks make compared to um, – you know, maybe some deep sea fishing photos after you throw three interceptions in a playoff game. Like mm. nobody's talking about the Will Levis creepy vacation photos. Uh, but uh, oh, it was a wild storm uh, from the Celsius ad on uh, on Twitter posted by previous quarterbacks. Yeah, how's Will Levis not got his vacation sponsored? Is is the real question? He's I mean, a rookie. It's a rookie mistake. It's the it definition is. of it. Mike Hardin, won't make that mistake again. You are the absolute best. Love you, dude. Thank you so much for taking the time. Seriously, you are the man. Absolutely. Happy to join you guys as always. My favorite happy, podcast. As always, happy Terry, Terry Killens week, man. Oh, I love it. I, I can't wait to watch Terry uh, just win the Super Bowl. I mean, <laughs> Taylor Swift has got nothing on Taylor Killens. Uh, <laughs> there are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a miracle. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code A to Z Sports and receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever, including the big game. 
Find out why BetMGM is the king of sports books. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly and offer resources to help you make appropriate choices. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. Tennessee only. New customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. First online real money wager only. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets. Bonus bets expire seven days from issuance. For problem gambling support, call the Tennessee Red Line at 800-889-9789. Shout out again to Mike Hernan for joining us. Uh, he's just a dude's dude. Love that guy, and we always appreciate him taking the time to join us. Um, Jack, what um, – I was going uh, to say leave the uh, milk and cookies out for – Terry Killens, uh, as you know, Terry Killens day is quickly adjoining, uh, joining, joining, or is quickly approaching us this uh, Sunday. Um, however, it, do you leave out milk and cookies for Terry Killens or for TK? I don't know. Yeah, uh, I feel like you leave out a ribeye and a nice glass of beer. I, I feel like that's what Terry Killens would like. Yeah, yeah. So that's the Terry sure. Killens I know and love. Before you lay your head down to rest on Terry Killen's Eve, make sure you lay down, you lay out a uh, just a nice cold one, can be draft or the bottle, and um, and a a good ribeye uh, steak. I think cooked medium rare, if I'm not mistaken, or maybe actually yeah. no, he seems more more of like a medium rare. I mean a uh, medium well guy. What you do, what you do, though, is you leave it out the night of the Super Bowl so his gout doesn't flare up if he has gout before the big game. Yeah, you know, yeah. That way, that way, you can you you can really maximize Terry Killen's uh, potential on the field in the zebra stripes. It's honestly an important note, and I'm glad I'm glad you said that, Jack. Um, all right, is there anything else we need to get to uh, before we get out of here? Um, it is a uh, we're we're like in that like awkward time of like. All of the coaches I've been hired, and um, uh, the, like the, you're starting to see the like regurgitated content. I saw something on ESPN of like, well, who would the Titans draft in our oh. 2023 redraft? And it's like, really, we have to like redraft last year's draft? Like, what what is the point of that exercise? Yeah, and all all the discussions involving the Niners and the Chiefs this week is Brock Purdy a game manager is Patrick yeah. Mahomes the goat yeah God, will you just put me out of my misery already and just get Terry Killens on my screen it is I, it, I I'm, I'm yeah I'm so annoyed with it all it's like yeah you know people are like get Ta- Taylor Swift off my screen I'm like get Terry Killens on my screen okay I just that's all I want to see this week um and I I'm frankly I'm 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 ready for this. I'm not even ready for the Super Bowl. I'm ready for the game to be over. I'm. I think because I think because the Tennessee Titans offseason started like what in the last week of November this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just so ready to get the offseason going, and I'm like so done with football. I and I'm not done with football because I'm going to miss football a lot. But I'm I'm done with. I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm like, a little exhausted once, too. You know. Yeah, it, it's it, it, burnt out. Once maybe the right. Yeah, word. once the Titans kind of tapped out, I'm I'm like okay, I'm I'm done watching this UFC match. Like you know, like I'm ready to go move move on with my day and move on with you know my my time and energy. Now, with that said, I am already exhausted with the uh, off season topics that will hit us and what we will go through. But um, I I I I don't and I. I, I'm hoping, 
hoping with all of my heart that the 49ers win this game on Sunday because I cannot stand to see another. We are all on the 49ers side, right? I I want to say that's where we should be. Don't don't you think that's where we should be as Titans fans? I I yeah uh, yes as Titans fans for sure yeah you don't want another uh a conference opponent like getting their third in that many years I I think they need to get taken down a peg um and you know I'm not gonna say it say it I don't want to say it because I don't want to like I don't want this to come across in the wrong light I'll I'm I'll just say this. It's funny. Tennessee Titans over the last three seasons, you could argue one of the most injured teams in football for two of those three seasons. I don't. Uh, yeah, it's not much of a they debate. were. They were the most injured team in football last year. Probably brought their average down just a little bit because they remained unusual, uh, unusually healthy in a year where they had their least amount of talent. That was awesome. well, just despite putting everyone on the shelf like in week fifteen and shutting right. everyone down. Yeah, that's a good point. It's just funny. It's 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 comical to me how a team such as Kansas City, they have had the greatest injury luck over the last five seasons that I've ever seen for anyone. Like, not they they have never once even. <laughs> I don't know if you saw the uh, the play last week in the AFC Championship. Patrick Mahomes gets twisted around and he does this like Billy Jean, Michael Jackson type toe touch move where he bends his legs backwards and he like gets folded in half. And then even from that, it's just like, yeah, it's nothing. Yeah. He just gets up. Like it's like, like literally got snapped in two. He legitimately got snapped in two like a Lego man, like a Lego man's legs coming off and he bent over like a Lego man backwards. And somehow it's just like, yeah, ah, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm good for the next play, guys. <laughs> you know what? And I think that, that that's a great point that you make. But I do think that the Titans are going to start. I do think that water will find its level with Brian Callahan because the Titans, you know, for years had just tried to beat up on teams and, you know, be that last man standing in a black and blue fight, you know, 15 rounds. I, I like – Kansas City doesn't play that way. They don't try and bludgeon you to death with a with a hammer. Like right, they sit they back are. with their bow and arrow and they pick you apart from the treetops. Yeah, it's more but of that like not... basketball on grass type of feel. And like exactly. in basketball, yeah, you know, you you have you have physicality isn't part of their DNA, and that's why yeah. they stay healthy. Like Brian Callahan's Bengals teams, when Joe Burrow wasn't getting destroyed behind his poor offensive line, like they were kind of the same way. They would just pick you apart from the treetops. You wouldn't see him. You just yeah. see your buddies falling down right beside you to your left and your right. It, that's because they don't beat each other up in practice because they don't need well, to win that way. That's not their identity. That's probably a good reason, a good explanation as to why the Titans have had a decent amount of success against a team as good as the Chiefs. For like where the Titans have been and where the Chiefs have been over the last few years, the Chiefs' record should be so much better against the Titans than it was. But I, I want to say they're like four and three against the Titans or something. Styles make fights. The, the yeah. Titans, they, they, the Titans, they'll punch you in the mouth. Or, Chiefs don't no, like to be punched. Actually, I think it's no. I th- I want to say it's like two and four. I think they. I mean, if you count the playoffs, I think they've only gotten two wins over the Titans in in the Vrabel era. Um, if I'm not mistaken, Jack, I'm, go, I'm gonna let me go ahead and fact check you. Yeah, I'm gonna filibuster just for a second while we do that. Well, I you know what? While we do that, um, I'm gonna go ahead and plug Jack A Gentry's Twitter account. You should follow him at Jack A Gentry. 
Uh, you can follow myself at Austin Huff, and um, you, of course, follow the podcast at Tighten Up Pod on Twitter at Tighten Up Podcast on Instagram, and follow A to Z Sports on all of the socials um, because it is well worth your time. So that way, you can find out more about teams like. I don't know, the MTSU Blue Raiders, who just so happened to have Calvin Lowry as their running backs coach. Full circle, <laughs> folks, if you listen to the cold open. All right, Jack, what do you got for me? Titans, including the playoffs, have a 2-2 two and two record against the Kansas City Chiefs in the Mike Vrabel era. 2-2? Two and two? They only played four times? That's what I'm seeing on, on, on Football DB. Looks like uh, it, it does. It not feel like the Titans have played the Chiefs every year for the last. It does 10 years? because you know what they they played for four straight years in 2019. It was the Titans in that crazy game. Uh, yeah. I, I believe that was the Josh Kalu blocked field goal where the Titans win by three at home. It was and yeah in November. November uh, was that November eighth? November tenth. Very close. Oh, it was that weekend. Oh, that's right. I was driving home. I was driving home that weekend. I was in uh, Kentucky on a bourbon tour that weekend. And then the next year in 2020, that came, that was a game that came in the playoffs where the Chiefs edged the Titans out after, um, you know, in the AFC oh, Championship. Oh, and, and the Mariota win was a malarkey game. Correct. Yeah, yeah. yeah like like heading, in, heading into the Rabel era, the Titans had beaten the Chiefs three straight times. Yeah. And then they went two and two. So, so, I mean, really the Titans have had the Chiefs number outside of the playoffs, obviously. Well, once in the playoffs. Right. So... I guess when people are talking this week about Kansas City Chiefs' potential dynasty, if they're going to be a dynasty, you have to crown the Titans as a dynasty, right? Oh, uh, do you? Is that, is that how this works? Are we doing transitive <laughs> yeah. dynasty property? All I'm saying, look, transitive property, dude. Uh, like, it is. Look, I, if you got to to be the champ, you got to beat the champ, right? Titans have two out sure. of four times. You're not wrong. They, they almost beat him another time, too. Remember that uh, phantom holding call in the end zone on Kelsey when Malik Willis nearly quarterbacked the it. to a win? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The the uh, uh, offensive pass interference that was not called on Travis Kelsey and the Travis Kelsey taking off his helmet on the field and chucking it and bowl. He went bowling. He went wee bowling with his helmet and was not penalized for it. Why? That's what happens when you step into Arrowhead. You know, you're playing against two Weird teams. Weird things happen in Arrowhead. Look, it, it's like the Allen. It's honestly, it's really it's just Midwestern America because the same thing happened at Allen Fieldhouse. Teams, you know, it, what's the sign of, at, at Fog Allen Arena where it's like teams that enter beware? Yeah, you have to beware because of the freaking referees are dressed up in blue and red, just like the uh, the home team is. So, anyway. <laughs> You can tell my Titans and Mizzou fandom is coming out now. All right, uh, let's go ahead and get out of here. Jack, I already went through the uh, social. So before we do, do you have anything for the room? Yeah, just, I mean, if you guys can think of a Penn State alumni that we did not name that also <sighs> played for the Titans, tweet them at us. I want to see how random we can get. The more obscure, the better. That would be great. If you if, yeah, if you can get find a, a Penn Stater. And look, you can go back to the um, Oilers days. We did with Munchak. So if you want to go back to the Oilers days. But – Bonus points for staying in the uh, Titans era. Uh, Tennessee Titans, Penn Stater. And they had to have played a game. No practice squad, guys. No, like, just training camp, you know, cut before the season started, guys. I, I want full-blooded. We are Penn Staters. Uh, There's got to be, like, 15 dudes that we did not mention. Like, they're right. just half. Right. We want the Terry Killens of... Penn State Titans guys, all right? The guys <laughs> that you you don't really know about until they become referees and 
and referee Super Bowl. Okay. Um, all right. Uh, yeah, so that, that's your homework for this week. And then, of course, rate, review, and subscribe to the pod. Leave a rating. And in that rating, just say, wait, I get four and a half of these stars to sign up idiots, 0.5 of these stars to buck. All right. Happy Terry Killens Week, Jack. Happy Terry Killens Week to you and to all the tougher. And to all a good night. With all of that said, until next week. Right now. Right now. They're the Tennessee Titans. They're the Tennessee Titans. They'll keep on fighting on.